man don't live off of the hype, huh? Real thing, eh? Yeah. I pull up in Lexus like it's 07. I just hit a lick, I gotta hit the next one. Last year, I know you know your lesson. I could cheat. Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. I am Laurie Fitzpatrick, and you're listening to Ponytails Talking Pigskins. How about them Jaguars? Woo! Winning a wild card playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. Now moving on to the second round, traveling back up to Pittsburgh against the Steelers, who we whooped on a week five. I am ready. Are you guys ready? Are are you ready? To shut down Le'Veon Bell? Are you ready for Juju and A.B. and Bryant to be shut up? Are you sick and tired of the Steelers just looking right past the Jags? Onto the New England Patriots? Even though we beat them week five? Ben wanted to play us? What? He wants to go against this defense? Man, Jalen Ramsey, Barry Church, Gibson... All these guys, A.J. Boye, Colvin, they should all be mad. They should all be ready to pick Ben Roethlisberger all day, all game. They play Sunday at 1 o'clock. I am ready. We also get to to watch the Titans versus New England Patriots, and uh, it's going to be exciting. I can't believe the Titans have gotten this far. I'm sure they can't believe that we've gotten this far. But I'm here to first recap the Bills game. What a crazy, crazy day. The wind was insane. Uh, it was sold out. They decided to take the tarps off of the stadium for the first time this season just to get, I guess, a little bit more money, and uh, they sold out in six minutes. Uh, Shad Khan did some awesome things before the game. He gave away uh, Super Bowl tickets. He also gave away 500 refugee uh, tickets to refugees in, in Puerto Rico. People got that who were affected by the hurricane recently that hit Florida. Uh, you had a couple other key things about this matchup. Marcel Darius going against his old team. Doug Marone going against his old team after he left in such a crazy way. LaShawn McCoy, who, who was hurt, he was carted off the week before with an ankle injury. Is he going to play? Who knows? You... You know McCoy is not going to take a game off. He's like, hit me with the shot. I don't care. I'm playing no matter what. That's why I said the entire week that he will be playing. So I hope this defense schemes for him. And they did, and it was a heavy defensive game. Uh, did, we, did we see what we wanted to see out of Blake Bortles? Is he righteous of the criticism that he's gotten over the past couple weeks? I know some people may not agree with – how I feel about it, in my opinion. How has Leonard Fournette been doing? Has the defense shown up? And we're going to talk about next week's matchup against the Steelers. The injuries that happened this week. And the Steelers, like I mentioned already, looking past the Jags and just looking forward to the New England Patriots already. I mean, I don't know. That's that's kind of uh, that's something I would I would take offense to. If I, if I were the Jags, man, that defense... They, they really shut the Steelers down week five. And I would be uh, pretty pissed off if, uh, if, if I heard Ben Roethlisberger calling me out wanting, wanting to play against me. So, man, they better show up and show out. 
week five was was tough. We'll, we'll get into that. First, let's go over the Bills game. What a crazy game that was. The first half, the defensive starts. Defense is on the field first, and they uh, they they shut them down early. Um, they played off coverage. Malik Jackson gets the sack. Uh, they punt it. All, poor offensive uh, field position. Mickens kind of babbles the catch. You're not really sure. You're getting kind of, uh-oh, is, you know, rookie jitters coming in or not rookie jitters, but, you know, n- new guy making it from the practice squad. Is is the lights going to affect his play? So the wide receivers have really had to step up and Bortles have had to step up in order to, to get this far. So I, I was a little nervous with him bobbling that and, you know, Leonard Fournette drops the, the cross pass over the middle. A lot of people said that it was a bad pass by Blake. It hit him right in the chest. I don't see how it was a bad pass. It was a tight window. It was a risky pass, but one that he made. You know, we're used to seeing Blake throw these lob passes, and uh, he threw that right in there, and, and Leonard Fournette couldn't hold on to it. So, Jaguars punt. Now, when the Bills get it back, McCoy's not looking the same. The defense is stopping them. Tyrod's not really scrambling as much. He's 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 throwing a lot of of quick slants. Um, but the special teams did a great job with field position. The Bills have started using their fullback. I don't think that's something that the the linebackers were ready for. But since they pulled that card early, the defense, they actually came back and they, they knew that that was going to happen. And they stopped it throughout the game. They adjusted. This is what I wanted to see out of, out of the defense was, or out of the linebackers, I should say, to be more specific. I wanted them to make adjustments when the backfield changed it up. Now, when the fullback decided to go out or when McCoy decided to go out or when Tyrod decided to take, you know, run for it, which he, that didn't start until the second half. But I, w- I wanted to see the linebackers adjust throughout the game. Um, if we were going to stick with, you know, pause in there, if we were going to run more nickel. Now, they played off the receivers because they didn't want anything going over the top. They didn't want to lose any big plays. And I understand that the Jaguars have a great percentage against uh, – they have a great percentage. Like the the quarterback, the farthest, the average yards on a throw, on a pass throw against the Jaguars' defense is like less than 10 yards, which is like the best in the NFL. But they also give up a lot of big plays. So when the – quarterbacks do drop back and they throw it against this D a lot of times not a lot of times but they sometimes they seem to to get it and, and break down the field like the Titans week two against AJ Boye he uh he, he he got he got beat and they ended up getting the momentum and you know they won the game with the deep pass so usually it's something out of the backfield where they get a lot of yak and McCoy broke for a couple, um, but they really the Buffalo's offense couldn't get it going. Our offense couldn't get it going. Bortles looked terrible 
the first half. Like, he was overthrowing guys. And our only offensive game plan, besides running the ball, is flats and quick slants. And Blake couldn't even make those throws. It was so hard to watch. But it was also awesome to to watch the defense get in there and stuff McCoy, stuff Tyrod, uh, shut shut down all the, the curl routes and they let them get you know six yards at a time and that was the game plan the game plan was it doesn't matter about time of possession if the defense has to stay on the field longer then they stay on the field longer they're the better side of the ball so let them get four yards at a time because they will mess up and that happened Malik got the sack. Calais was getting in there, uh, breaking these runs up early, going right in the gaps. Telvin did a great job reading a lot of the runs, where they were going to go, what side they were going to go. Um, so the defense stops them, and uh, they start getting a little bit more aggressive, the Bills, on their offense. Tyrod decides to, to take off. Uh, Ramsey starts getting a little more aggressive. Um, so once Tyrod started to take off, uh, Bortles on offense, he started to take off and we got, you know, two field goals and the half comes. Now, Paz got hurt, so Blair Brown was in and Colvin was throwing up on the sideline. Something, some bug has been, like, taken over this Jags locker room. I don't know what happened, but all throughout the season, we've had players not playing because of an illness Blake had it um a couple of the linebackers had it now now Colvin he was throwing up on the sideline because he was sick so this is a, a playoff game and we don't have our starting middle linebacker Sir so Blair Brown starts playing a little nervous but he does well um Campbell the defensive line they start really stepping it up um Leonard Fournette is going against loaded box almost every single play, but that's what the Bills were trying to do. They were trying to stop Lenny because he just needs to break one, and that that's all they need. And a lot of people have been saying on Twitter, oh, well, you know, we should have got a quarterback. I like the fact – I still agree with the pick with Leonard Fournette because they are scheming against him, and it gives – the wide receivers and the passing game an opportunity. Blake isn't helping by not being able to throw the ball to these wide receivers, and the wide receivers aren't helping with not either coming to the ball or they're not running the correct routes or they get an alligator arms when they're going to get hit. And that's just something that comes with time, and that's something that comes with like the quarterback and the wide receiver being on a better page. And it's tough when you're two starting – well, actually three. If, if you want to count Allen Robinson, you're starting a wide receiver goes out, you're number one. You're number two and you're number three throughout the season. Like what? You have guys coming out of the practice squad playing starting wide receiver roles. It was crazy to see. So after the half, Tyrod starts taking off more. Uh, Bortles starts running the ball. Our defense is still shutting them down. It's going back and forth. There's punts and punts. Um, 
Paul Puzzlesley, he was coming in and out of the game, but at one point in, I believe it was the third quarter, he uh, he stopped uh, uh, taking snaps, and Blair Brown was in there. He stopped a lot of key plays. He got his nose in there and really stopped McCoy before he got it going. They had even Miles Jack in there on the defensive line breaking through two offensive linemen for a loss of yards for McCoy. Like, that's insane. Miles Jack has really, really stepped it up. There was actually one play in the beginning of that uh, game where McCoy ran like a Texas route was normally for the fullback, but, you know, McCoy comes out of the backfield, looks like he's going to uh, go to the flat, and then he cuts right in the middle. Miles Jack gets beat. Uh, McCoy catches it and, and gets a ton of yards from it. In the second half, he tries to do that again, and Miles Jack knew it was coming. He didn't bite on the flat route. He stayed in the middle. He McCoy, sure enough, cut back in, and Miles Jack was right there to break up the pass, which ended up being complete. And these were key plays coming down at the end of the field or end of the game. Patman also made one of the best plays of the game on the curl route for the first down to keep. Uh, the Bills drive going. He broke up that curl, you know, that that for the f- to prevent that first down. Uh, Ramsey, there was about two or three plays in a row where he made the tackle or he stopped the wide receiver from getting the first down. And then that play with Benjamin, woo! You want to push your arm out and almost break this dude's neck, and he still comes back. And prevents you from catching a touchdown pass. Oh my god. Ramsey is a god. He's going to be the best cornerback ever. I can say it now. I don't care. I don't mind. You can bash me. He will be the best cornerback to ever play in the NFL. He has to get a couple more interceptions. Because it's all about being flashy. So he, he is flashy in the locker room. But he's not getting many interceptions, but they're not even throwing to his side. That's why. If they start throwing the ball, throwing the ball more to him, he will. But he needs to get more interceptions when they do throw it to his side because that's what people consider a, being a good corner is getting interceptions. It's all about being flashy. It's, not a, it's about the stat sheet, not about not being on the stat sheet, stat sheet. So if he's not getting the ball, then he's not getting the stats. So he's not going to be at the, you know – number one but he is he absolutely is without a doubt so he he's a goat he took over I'm glad he did I'm excited to see him go against uh AB Juju Bryant go against every single one of these wide receivers against the Steelers the Jaguars ended up coming uh running down the field and uh if Blake Bortles got more rushing yards than passing yard yards which is kind of insane when you think about it, 88 and 87, like how do you win a game with only 87 passing yards? Whew. But you know what? That's good. That's another thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers have to scheme for. They have to get ready for Blake to run the ball. So if you have a guy that's a spy on the quarterback, you can't have a guy running out with Fournette. So one of those two guys are going to be open. So... I mean, if if I were the Steelers, I would put a spy on Blake and force him to throw to Leonard. 
so maybe somebody could could pick it off but it, it the only thing the Steelers are really going to be focused on is making Bortles throw the ball and that unfortunately is the one thing that we're all scared of can he play like he did in the third quarter of the season against the Seahawks against the Texans against the Colts where he was just throwing in these tight windows and he was just making he was staying in the pocket his feet were set he was making great reads now man to man seems to be tough but he has to recognize when they're in man to man and you have a blitzer go to the side that they blitz because your guy will be open because they're always running quick routes. Sometimes he tends to wait. He tends to second guess himself on the bootleg where the linebackers from Buffalo, they bit hard. Didi was wide open in the middle of the field. This was, I don't know, I think the third or fourth quarter. And right when he came out of the bootleg, he had a chance to zip it in there. But he waited. I'm not sure why. If he just, he he felt like he just wasn't ready to throw yet. But he took, you know, two steps. The safety read where he was looking. Because Blake isn't looking off receivers too much. And he came up. He, he overthrew him a tiny bit. The wide receiver kind of stopped. But it was incomplete. Blake needs to be confident. He needs to make those quick throws. I think Mercedes Lewis needs to get more involved. And he had a couple key plays against the Bills. And that's what their plan to that's what their plan was, you know, to get Mercedes Lewis involved when they need to. They like to use him for blocking. And Fournette needs him. I like when they put Bohannon in there to block. More blockers for Fournette, the better. Once the hole is there, he will take it. He's been stuttering a little bit, but I don't see him having an issue against the Steelers again this weekend. I see him coming out with fire in his eyes, and I think he's going to break another one. I think he's going to do well against them. They match up well. They don't match up well against the Titans, but they match up well against the Steelers. I'm glad Ben wants them because I want the defense to be pissed off. I want them to just... Go at them full blast. Um, I hope Corey Grant, I hope TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory, I hope they can all be active because in week five they used all of them. You know, they, they, Corey Grant had a couple key plays. I loved that toss to Leonard Fournette against the Bills last week when it, it was the same formation like usual. They're going to run it or pound it up the middle. He did a little fake, I think, to the fullback, and he tossed it out to Leonard Fournette. He got a first down. It was something to keep the drive going, and and it did. And I and I love that they did that because it was a change of a change in the play calling, but not the formation. So if you would have threw Corey Grant back there, they would have stayed to the outside and forced him inside. But you keep Leonard back there, the same formation. They think they're going to go up the middle, and then, boom, he has the speed to take the toss. That was a great play. Sometimes there were a lot of plays that were called that were like, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, second and third down, they threw two screens back to back. What are you doing? Screen to Mercedes Lewis, and then a screen to Ivory. 
like I, I TJ Yeldon wasn't playing, so he's usually the guy to get screens. Um, and so they tried Chris Ivory, but the Bills were were there almost every single play. They need to motion more, see what defense they're in. Blake needs to recognize that, and then audible. So uh, I think that the number one thing is Blake Bortles doing a better job making his passes and Leonard Fournette pounding it up the middle. Now, last time the Jaguars played the Steelers in week five, it was only seven to six at the half. Jaguars were up. Then it was seven to nine in the third quarter with seven minutes left. Seven to nine. You look at the score, thirty to nine, and it seems like a blowout. But the Jags didn't start actually taking off until the, the halfway through the third quarter. Our defense had two pick sixes. Two. Telvins and Barry Churches. That doesn't that doesn't happen often. That's not something that you know, you plan for, you hope that it could happen. That would that was the best scenario. I don't I don't know if we're gonna have those opportunities again. That's why I want this defense to get angry and we need it to happen again in order to, to, to beat this team this weekend. Because that's what got our momentum going. And then our the third touchdown didn't come until Leonard Fournette broke that one for ninety nine yards. Which I believe now he's uh in the the Hall of Fame for, which, you know, one of the longest rookie rushes ever against the Steelers. Ben threw five interceptions, which is like the first time ever he's done that. Two pick sixes. A lot of things went the Jaguars' way. A lot. This isn't going to be a game that, you know, the it, it, just because you look at the score of, of the, the earlier in the year, it's going to be that easy because it's not. Um, but I, I watched a lot of the, uh, the last couple games of Pittsburgh, I, you know, the, the, the Patriots game, they were, they, it was hard for them to stop Gronk in, in the second half. I think that they, the Jaguars need to take advantage of that and get O'Shaughnessy out there. Uh, they need to get Mercedes involved, uh, Ben Koyak, like I said, or, you know, like the other, th- these are all. Uh, receiving tight ends. We can do what the Patriots did against the Steelers' defense. I'm not saying that we're the Patriots' offense because I would never, ever say that. But I think the way that they played them is very similar to to how we're going to play them. Um, You know, we have the same type of defense. And Collins broke a bunch of tackles in that Steelers game. And he was able to get, I think, one or two rushing touchdowns. Leonard Fournette is better than him. I could definitely see him breaking a couple really good runs this weekend. So the Steelers, though, if you look at their schedule, they played the after the Jags, the Cincinnati, Detroit, Colts, Titans, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Baltimore. And then they lost against New England. The pretty much like the best team they played. I could say Tennessee. I mean, we got beat by Tennessee twice. But they beat them. Green Bay is kind of 
without Aaron Rodgers. You know, Cincinnati, they played twice, but we beat Cincinnati. We killed Baltimore. They beat Baltimore, and they lost against New England. They haven't played great teams. Ben just stepped it up after he played against us. You know, five picks, that's obviously something that's going to get in your head. But the keys to this game is the defense making tackles to prevent yards after the catch. That's where the Steelers seem to get a lot of their plays. They break tackles. Le'Veon Bell is great at breaking tackles. Hold on to their feet. I don't care if it's a shoelace tackle. Hold on to them like your life depends on it. And for the offense, short slants like usual. I, I would love to see a deep wheel or slow go route thrown. I think we can throw on this off or against the Steelers defense if Bortles looks good early. Then take some chances downfield. Ben better not take any chances downfield or this defense better pick it off. But I do think the Jaguars win again. And call me crazy, um, I, I am so up in the air if I would rather play the Titans or New England next. I really just want to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But So I'm going to say they are going to win. It's going to be a defensive game. It may be boring again. But you know what? That's what... <laughs> Good defenses don't have those exciting games unless you get pick sixes like you did last time. So we're just hoping for that. Uh, We're hoping the defense takes over. We're hoping Ben decides to take some chances just like he did before. Leonard Fournette takes off. And Bortles has an, an average game. That's all he needs to have in order to win this game. I think the Jaguars take it 14 to 10. Maybe 14. 14-10 seems, seems like a pretty good score because I think the defense is going to take over. I think we're going to get good field position. Our special teams have been they've been playing well. So 14-10, I think the Jaguars win. I think we go on to the AFC Championship. I'm just excited. This is just crazy. 3-13 last year, and now like we're in the playoffs. We, we already are a week in. It's insane. I love it. I love this team. I love this D. I love the drive that they have. I love the Malik Jackson, Matt Jackson. Calais Campbell has been insane, making awesome plays, never giving up. Oh, it's been amazing. Um, I can't wait to jump back on here right after the game. Uh, I want to touch on everything, every single snap if I can. Um, on Twitter, I am breaking down the plays all 22 X's and O's. If you have any questions or you want me to break down anything in particular, any uh, specific player, just tweet me. Let me know. Get any other ideas. Uh, I am here to, to break down all your plays. All the questions that you guys have, I'll answer the best of my ability. But definitely follow me on Twitter, at Larry Fitzpatrick. Uh, just see all the highlights during the game. And shout out to ClipDraw, my graphic program that I use for breaking down these plays. They're awesome. There's a free trial available. Just um, contact me for your promotional code. Before we wrap up the show, I have a special guest I wanted to bring on and ask a couple questions. Mike K from First Coast News down in Jacksonville. Uh, How's it going, Mike? I'm doing well. How are you? Not bad. How's the morale down there in uh, Jacksonville right now after the win? 
It's up, man. They're hyped. You wouldn't have thought that they only scored 10 points, but uh, the defense is definitely feeling themselves after holding the Bills to three. So, Yeah, that's one thing I'm concerned about this week with Paz being injured, coming, going in and out of the game. Now Blair Brown is in a boot. What's going on? How's Paz actually doing? Is he going to play? And what about Blair Brown? Is he definitely, he's definitely out? Well, Paz and, and Telvin Smith are both dealing with injuries entering the week. They both practice in a limited capacity this week. I don't see how they missed the game. Blair Brown's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. He injured himself Wednesday in the middle of practice, trying to cover a slant route, um, hurt his ankle, and he was seen in a walking boot. I spoke to him a little bit. He seemed to be in good spirits that he could try to play. Uh, Doug Marone today said that they're going to try to give him a go on Friday, and that'll probably determine whether he plays or not. Yeah, make sure he keeps that uh, that wrap. That's, that's a shame just because um... – he did great last game. I yeah. watched so much film, and he he actually went you know to the correct gaps, and he was making those tackles. Like I, I was actually really really surprised how well he played. Um, but we have Darius now, which we didn't have week five, so hopefully Darius uh, being in there can kind of compensate for any injuries if if Paz just. Uh, you know, if he doesn't play as much or if they go into the nickel. But uh, since they didn't see him last time, hopefully they can stop Bell just as well as they did week five. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at, at what happened in week five, it seems so drastically different that you can kind of – and players and coaches have kind of mentioned this. You can basically throw out what happened there for the most part. Yeah. I think you're going to get a lot of Le'Veon Bell in this game, and it's going to be tough. He's a lot like LaShawn McCoy. Very shifty, can catch a lot of passes out of the flat, be an all-purpose player. So I think um, it's gonna—he's gonna be a tough go for them, even tougher than Antonio Brown, who uh, Todd Wash called a game wrecker and a game changer. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully they they can stop them and they force them to stop the run early, like they did, and make Ben take some chances. And I mean, it, it was only seven to six uh, last last time we played him at the half. So you look at the score and you think, oh, thirty to nine, they killed him. Well, at halftime, it was pretty even. So it's definitely a two different teams. So I'm excited. Um, but Leonard Fournette, you and I kind of feel the same about him. He's he's doing spin moves like right at the line of scrimmage. He's making cuts early. You know, in the beginning of the season, he said that he didn't feel like a rookie. Uh, but, he, you know, he's good to go just because he just felt – coming into the season, he just felt so confident. But as the weeks have gone on, he's hesitating a little bit more. His his feet are getting a little choppy before the line of scrimmage. Is How beat up is he right now? I don't know if he's beat up. I don't think he's hurt. I think he's – you know, you know when you have an injury and you're just trying to wake your way back where you don't have that pain but you're hindered, I think that's kind of what it is with him. You know, he had the ankle and the quad. That's a, you know – Double, a, yeah. yeah, double whammy, and I, I think I think he's trying to do too much before he he gets hit. You know, if you look at his uh, yards before contact, he was one of the worst in the league because of the offensive line, um, but he was getting yards after contact pretty well. Now it's just, you know, if there's two yards for him, he picks up two yards. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, said today, with our running game, you have to be able to – be okay with two yards here, two yards here, and then eventually five yards. And I thought that was interesting because he is facing stacked boxes, but so does LaShawn McCoy, so does Le'Veon Bell, and they're getting stuff out of it. 
Fournette doesn't strike me as a guy who's extremely dynamic. He's a one-cut runner, hits the, the, the hole pretty hard. If there's nothing there, he doesn't really have the vision to bounce out. How about that toss, though, last week? I was pretty excited when when that happened. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, switching it up a little bit. I'd like to see it. And they need to. You know, the the offense seems somewhat stagnant when he's in there, if you notice. I mean, the the play calling is somewhat limited. And it's not because Leonard's not a smart guy. It's because there's only so much that he as a running back can do if you had a guy like Christian McCaffrey or, or Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt. Those guys can be a little bit more dynamic. They're just not as great up the middle as Fournette is. So it, it, they wanted a guy who could hit the hole and, and pick up four or five yards. Right now it's just not that the case right now. Yeah, it's like the rotation. I, I'm wondering if it's going to be – a little bit more, you know, they're going to switch it up a little bit. Is, is TJ definitely out again, or is he? you think he's good to go? He should be good to go. There was an illness. I mean, there was a bug that what? hit this Everbank field like a ton of bricks. James O'Shaughnessy. It did in Coleman. the beginning of the season. It was crazy. Blake was throwing up. The defense was throwing yeah. up. What is going on? It's finally working its way out, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody seems to be healthy now. I think uh, T.J. Yeldon will be a big part of this game plan. I don't really foresee Chris Ivory getting many touches. Uh, he's kind of – I don't know if he's in the doghouse, but I think he just doesn't fit into what they're trying to do because he's so similar to Leonard and not as talented. Yeah, he's like a poor man's Leonard kind of. Sure. <laughs> well, we signed him for, but he didn't perform. So, I don't know. Hopefully they throw Corey Grant in there. But um, once they throw him in there, it kind of – there's not much disguising because they know either it's going to be uh, either uh, like a toss or maybe a screen. But uh, hopefully they can get Corey Grant, mix him in, and maybe we'll see a fake punt. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I was actually talking to a couple of the writers about it today. I think this is a game that's more likely for that than the Bills game just because you, you trust your defense so much and your offense might have a little bit more help. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I look at this game as a like a 26-20, 24-20 game. And, I, I mean, I think I think the Jaguars will be able to put a point. I just don't know how those points are going to be manufactured. Yeah, probably a lot of field goals. But, um, but thanks so much for coming on and answering some questions. Hopefully you get back up to the Northeast and uh, we get to hang out a little bit. Sure. I mean, Eagles, Eagles, Jaguars, London, man. Eagles, Jags, baby. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I'll see you in London. Yeah, I guess so. If not sooner. (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks. See ya. Bye. So Mike thinks it's going to be a 26-20 game. There's definitely going to be a couple field goals in there. Um, I may raise my my score maybe, you know, 17-14, 20 to 14. uh, like I said, I do think the Jags take it, but make sure you follow Mike on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K. If you're not following him, you're not a Jags fan because he's releasing all of the news quicker than Adam Sheffy himself. So make sure you follow Mike and follow me on Twitter at Laurie Fitzpatrick. Don't forget to hit like on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We're on there. Ponytails talking pigskins. Go Jags.